Hello and welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. I just want to thank everyone out there praying for me during this time. And I uh, just honor you. I love you. We are family. I want to thank you for being part of our Coffee in the Cosmos family. No matter what we go through, we go through it together because we're all part of the same facets of the diamond of Yahweh. As we sit in heavenly places with him through the veil of Christ Yeshua's blood covenant, sealed and joined by the Holy Spirit under the governance of Yahweh. Hanging out under the angelic canopy right now as we begin the ark. We hang out under the very canopy of the angels, ministering angels, leader angels. I mean, there's so many different type of angels that do so many things in your life. As you walk your daily walk, make yourself available to understand and hear, acknowledge, and even compel for the angelic host to do their work in your life. Because they come to minister to you. They come to bring scrolls to you. They come to bring witness to you. They come to bring help to you. Even Yeshua. Uh, I think about this. This is well, not what I was going to teach you on, but I want to talk about it for a second. Why Yahweh's having it in my heart. Yeshua goes and fasts for 40 days and why he's here on the earth. And then the ministering angels came and ministered to his body and his soul. Now we know his spirit man did not need ministering and neither ours, but because our spirit man is perfected in Christ Yeshua by the blood covenant. But our body and our soul, our mind, our psyche, it needs ministering too. And that's why sometimes you'll see numbers like 222 or 111 or... Uh, I have people tell me all the time, sometimes they see, I mean, it's kind of silly, you know, like all of a sudden a dime will start showing up everywhere to go or a penny or a quarter. Or, it's just out of the normal. Of course, you can find change anywhere, but it's out of the normal. You know, someone's trying to get your attention. These are just a ministering angels letting you know that they are, they're asking you to inquire something by Holy Spirit because everything is seated in Christ by Holy Spirit. So you don't just do anything up in the up here or anything in the world just by doing it. I go and step in who I am in Christ Yeshua, blood covenant, and in that by the leadership and the guidance and the conference of the Holy Ghost, as well as the protection of the Holy Ghost, I can begin to encounter the angels of the Lord or the 24 elders or the Hebrew living letters or the ox lying eagle man or anything else that Yahweh has in the heavenly host including the cloud of witnesses, including the angelic host, and including, uh, you know, everything you can think of, be honest with you, is always grounded in my relationship in the blood covenant of Yeshua the Christ sitting on the mercy seat and then the Holy Spirit wrapping around it and sealing it and giving me the confirmation, the witness, the, the acknowledgement, and then drawing from the Holy Spirit by the seven spirits, going and drawing from the seven spirits for a witness of that revelation that's coming to you, a witness of the thoughts that are coming to you, not just the excitement, not just the feeling, not just the joy, the happiness, or the seriousness of the revelation coming to you, but the seven spirits will give you the spirit of wisdom and begin to give you wisdom of how to handle that revelation. It will give you the spirit of counsel so you'll be able to assimilate that wisdom. 
It will give you the spirit of understanding so you'll be able to function with that revelation coming to you. It will give you the spirit of knowledge so you'll have something to back up with the revelation and the things that you participate in the kingdom of God. See, this stuff is not happenstance or just by emotions or excitement, though those are great, but it's by foundation. And then it gives you the spirit of might to function in the revelation that God gives you and then it automatically must be birthed in the presence of God, the spirit of the presence of God and then seated like Christ did. He sat in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I take my revelations and I sit them in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now I can function with all things that come my way because I have the, myself seated in a consecrated place of the Holy Ghost, sealed by fire, sealed by glory, sealed by protection, sealed by the comfort, sealed by the blood of Yeshua, hearing and obeying God, being confirmed by Holy Spirit, and now governed by the seven spirits of God and the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding that they give. See, that's how we function up here. We just don't receive it and then call it gospel. This is very, very important. Very, very important that you get this in your life. Because when you're in the up here and when you're seeking God and going to the other side of the veil, you're going to hear so much. And some of that is just for you and isn't gospel. It isn't meant for everybody. It isn't meant to portray you to everybody. It's something just for you. And very few things that come to you is for the masses beyond you, whether it's one, some, or a billion and one. Very, very few. But this is all governed by being seated in the mercy seat of the blood covenant and having everything poured out before Yahweh Yeshua and the Holy Ghost and the seven spirits wrapping around it and declaring, decreeing it so and confirming it so. See, that's how we function out of the up here and function from the heavenly place. This is called wisdom. If the revelation can't be governed, if it can't be under the litmus test of the Holy Spirit and the seven spirits, then it's just an emotional high or it's something that God's given you and you alone that's not set forth to be spoken out before man because that's private between you and Yahweh, the Most High God, because he speaks privately to people more than he speaks corporately to people. Though he does speak corporately. Are you getting this? Good, because I wasn't going to teach on this. Uh, I want to teach on something about faith with Abraham. And um, let me go ahead and read it. I'm going to read a little bit of it for you. Now, this is Genesis chapter 22. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham... And he said, here am I. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and settled his donkey and took of his young men, took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God has told him to go. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. Now, this is faith. Go, 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 go sit and wait here at the side of the mountain of the Lord why we will go yonder we will go into the depths of Yahweh we will go in the sacred place with all that he's telling us that's going to cost us everything 
I mean, Isaac was his promise. Isaac was the hope of everything he ever wanted. Isaac is what he's waiting for his whole life. Isaac was miraculously brought to him. And he said, y'all stay here. Me and my promise is going to go worship. And me and my promise is going to come back. Now, at that time, he did not know that. He had the word of the Lord that he had to offer up his son unto the father. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. Now think about that. He laid down the very burden of the altar on his son, meaning as if he laid the altar on his son and his son on the altar. And he took the knife in his hand and then the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, the father, and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. They came to the place of which God he had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac and his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out the hand and took his knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here am I. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or anything else to him. Do any harm to him. For now I know that you fear God since you had not even withheld your son your only son from me, your promise, everything I promised you, I asked you to lay down and let it die. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by the horns. So Abraham went and took the arm, took, excuse me, took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, and the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. You know, let's look at this just for a moment. Why the father was asking Abraham for the very thing he promised. Now in today's world, it's different. I've never heard of anyone doing that in today's world. But I have seen Yahweh ask and require for everything you ever wanted. All the way to the point of death of it that you can't even see it living anymore before he would either resurrect it, bring something new, or bring that ram. But this was accounted to Abraham for faith's sake. Say faith's sake. The faith that was recognized in himself that his God was above every desire, everything he wanted, everything he needed, everything he hoped for, even all the promises that was given to him in his son he had to lay down. It wasn't just that it was his son. It was his only son and the promise that his seed would be more than the number of the sand of the seashore. So all of that promise was inside of Abraham. Do you got a promise inside of you? All those promises was connected to one point of contact, which was Isaac. And he said, lay that down before me. And build an altar on it. And see I be God. 
maybe some things in your life that Yahweh said, lay down that before me, build an altar on it, and see that I be God. It's scary. It's not easy. But so well worth it on the other side. You said on the other side of what? On the other side of you fulfilling, laying it all down, and watching Yahweh resurrect it, renew it, restore it, or bring a ram. See, that's true faith, true trust in the unknown, unseen, unequal God that we serve. For there is nothing like our God, and He requires all to go into the glory of where you're going, and what God has for you, and what He's doing with you. But He will restore, return, rebuild, reconstruct abundantly more than what you could ask or think in your life and in the life to come in your hopes and the hopes to come in your dreams and the dreams to come in your joys and the joy to come because our God is faithful so I strengthen you today why Yahweh goes in your heart your mind your soul your spirit as he deals with you and your Isaacs which was the promise. It was not one thing wrong with it. it. Wasn't negative, wasn't not supposed to happen. As it required the substance of it, that he may build the altar of his glory inside of you. Once again, this is Sagima Bay. I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.